Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron brown a tech culture and f1 commentator and i'm michael costa comedian from the daily show join us for season two of choosing sides f1 our f1 102 if you will and get all of the answers all of them listen to choosing sides f1 on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts i'm davis miller host of the new podcast the Dow of muhammad ali i met ali in 1988 And surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Thursday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh, what's up? And let me just begin by saying this, because I don't know if if people really know this or not. And I always want to let people know about us and things we do on the show. Before the season started, I picked the Astros and the Braves for the World Series. Just so, I mean, just so we know. This is my Just nightmare. so we know. I picked the Braves and the Astros. That was my pick. I picked the Braves and the Astros. Really thought you had some big life announcement, maybe a health update. Maybe you finished a jigsaw puzzle. I don't know. Maybe you no, are no, jigsaw. I, 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 do I don't have, know. I do have one of those. Up. I do have one of those. Do you want one of those? I have one yeah, of those as well. I was Okay. All right. Here's, here's another update. My mental health. The Jets suck. There we go. That's it. There we go. That's it. There it is. That's where I'm at. Well, sometimes you got to have that mantra, that thing to get you through your day. Uh, And right now, Dodger fans all throughout Los Angeles, all throughout this globe are trying to find that mantra as well. And with kids around saying earmuffs as if you're Vince Vaughn in old school. I'll tell you, working at Speaker City ain't a walk in the park. Uh, It is a happy Thursday, and we still have a long way to go uh, in Major League Baseball tonight. The Braves and the Dodgers 
Close the book on Clayton Kershaw in what could have been his most important start in Dodger history, which is what it was billed as coming into today. He leaves the game after five innings, giving up seven runs, three runs all earned. The Braves with a 3-1 lead over the Dodgers as they bat in the bottom of the sixth inning. Still nobody out. Gratterall is now in for L.A., and it was a 1-1 game, and Kershaw was pitching extremely well, and then suddenly... You got a big double by Freeman after a bouncer of, of a hit from Ronald Acuna. Then Ozuna doubles to deep center field. Freddie Freeman scores. The Braves still have a runner in scoring position with nobody out. It is three to one as the Braves look to take a three games to one lead in the NLCS. And look, much of this game, Mike, I mean, it, it looked like it was going to be a slog fest, especially because you saw that the big, you know, all the wind going on right now. It's yeah. so windy in Texas that that hitters were having trouble. Every pop up is an adventure, but you knew it wasn't going to be a big hitting game. And plus the front of the plate, had, it was really watered down. So every ground ball is is taking one bounce there and it's 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 a. It's, it's only going a few feet, uh, and so you knew that this was going to be that kind of game where, where teams were going to struggle hitting the ball, but suddenly here in the inning, the Braves get a couple of really hard hits in a row, and Dave Roberts has to go to the bullpen because this is that you're down 2-1. You can't expect Kershaw to try to get out of this, and he's been getting hit pretty hard third time through the order, and look what happened. Acuna with a hit, Freeman with a hit, Ozuna with a hit. Third time through the order. First two times through the order, Awesome. He given up two hits. He was rolling. Did give up the home run. And okay, but look at what's going on right now. Hit, hit, hit. Taking him out of the game. It's the right call. Third time through the order. Sometimes does it for many pitchers. It used to not do it for Clayton Kershaw, but that's where the Dodgers are at right now. And the Braves, 3-1 to one again, bottom of the sixth inning, with a runner at second base and one out looking to add to their lead. Yeah, in the regular season, uh, I think you probably would have seen chin music for Ozuna the next time through after the Cadillacing for the home run. Uh, but it is the playoffs. We we do encourage uh, individuality and celebration with Clayton Kershaw, 87 pitches. So it hit that upper end, I think, of where you're at. And uh, we'd gotten into the sixth. Didn't 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 get any further uh, into the sixth than than we did. Uh, leaves with no outs, uh, and Gratterall's got to try to figure this out. I you know I, I celebrate his entire catalog, uh, but for Clayton Kershaw, no matter what, the first question in the post game was, "Did you get a good night's sleep? How are you feeling? <laughs> how how was the side? How are you feeling? How's the back? You know what's going on?" Uh, but look, he he pitched well until he didn't. Right, yeah. it's it's Look. Clayton Kershaw, and then it's either the sixth or the seventh inning, depending on which narrative you want to get into, and and that's where we're at. Playoff Kershaw. Look, he's not terrible. He's not awful. He's an every other game guy in the playoffs. And when that when that's your if your star is an every if your star pitcher is an every other game guy in the playoffs, how much are you really going to win? All right, no, look, it's 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 obviously it's more look, the Dodgers have had a great run of excellence and it's still going. Look, there's still three innings left in here, and the Dodgers sure. aren't getting eliminated. No, and they're they not lose. done, right? But when yeah. you look at the look at the Dodgers the past few years, who has been their best player the entire entire run. It's been Clayton Kershaw, who had a run of being the best pitcher in baseball. When your best 
player turns out to be a pitcher and he is an every other game guy in the playoffs how much are you really going to win when your best player every other game and that's and and in big control in these series when these are your this is your most important player in every game is your starting pitcher when he's an every other game guy it doesn't it, it, it you back up and go oh now i see how the dodgers haven't won the world series now i get it because that's that's what clayton kershaw has been and every other game guy in the playoffs for his career that's how it is well, he's a career 500 pitcher in the playoffs. Kind of reminds you of uh, that six-pack Manning guy that's running around the beaches now, right? Except, unfortunately, you know, Dodger fans, again, to the earmuffs, uh, he's got two Super Bowls uh, that he gets to trot off with. One over Rex Grossman in the rain. Didn't play particularly well there. Uh, it still counts just the same. Likewise, in the second one, uh, he wasn't exactly the superstar in that either. But, you know, the, the big thing, as much as we, we focus on Kershaw here, you got to go in and think about the fact that the Dodger offense has done nothing against Bryce Wilson. Mm-hmm. A guy oh, yeah, well, well, 11 runs in the zero. first inning. You knew there was going to be a bounce, but you didn't think it was going to be this kind of bounce tonight. Yes. Right, a guy who, in his career, 15 games pitched, seven starts, uh, 37 Ks against 25 walks and 28 earned run in 42 and two-thirds. So you're thinking, all right, we're going to be able to get at him. He's been hittable all through the stretch run, all through September uh, in limited work, limited innings pitched, and, and they batted around on him. So you're expecting your offense to show up and – once again, the bats went silent after yesterday's explosion. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Meanwhile, meanwhile, as the Braves just pushed the lead to 5-1 to one over the Dodgers, Dansby Swanson with a double to bring in two runs now. The Braves lead at 5-1, to one, still batting in the bottom of the sixth inning. They have put four runs on the board as of now and now add another run to Clayton Kershaw so now you close another the books on one. him with five innings four runs all earned seven hits another one. his ERA seven and a half so while this game is still playing out uh, if you buried the Astros remember I told you yesterday if you hate the Astros if you hate them you want them to win the ALCS so they could lose spectacularly on the biggest stage yeah in the but World I picked Series. the Rays They're I know my your Rays. Rays buddy you were up three zip everything was looking good and I told you, but you want the Astros. Networks want the Astros. The Astros, you want them to win and then get a lesson taken to them in the World Series. And today looked like it was a game that, all right, the Rays, they're, they're, maybe maybe the Rays are going to pull this out. They get a big home run to tie it in the eighth inning. They put their best pitcher on the mound in the, for the eighth and the ninth. We're feeling pretty good. And then George Springer decides to say, yeah, we're going to play at least one more game. Pitch on the way. And Correa hits it in the air, pretty deep to center, sends back Kiermaier at the wall. See you later and see you tomorrow. The Houston Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth on Correa's walk-off homer, 4-3. to three. And there will be a game six. Astros Radio Network on the call. Correa just stood there. Yeah. He hit that ball and you go, that's a home run. You don't, that's one you don't even need to look and see because the way he just stood two feet out of the batter's box and said, wow, I really hit the crap out of Dude, that. Dude, he looked like a guy oh, who was having his picture painted 200 years ago. <laughs> don't move. <laughs> don't move. I saw uh, that much muscle twitch. Stop. 
Correa cracks it, wins the game, a walk-off in the ninth, and now the Astros have more than just, well, we stayed alive for a game. Now they have momentum, and now it's just, can they win the next two games over the Rays? Here come the Astros. And again, I want to stress, I picked the Astros to go to the World Series before the season started. I told you they would go on this big us-against-the-world run. This is still a talented team, and this is exactly what they've done. They did just enough to get in the playoffs, and here they are knowing how to win despite the fact they don't have this. They don't know what kind of pitches are coming all the time anymore. And this <laughs> you don't sometimes do you, anyway. can, you can do that. You can play that us-against-the-world in baseball. Baseball is the hardest one to do it in because it's day in and day out. It's a grind. But 60 games, playoffs? You can play it emotionally. This is what the Astros are doing, and this is why I picked them to go to the World Series. And here they are now, and rising. That Undertaker meme that we keep seeing everywhere. The Astros are rising. Mike Harmon, my Astros, your Ray. I can't really say my Astros because they cheated, but I did pick them to go to the World <laughs> Series before the season started against know, your Rays, who you picked to go to the World Series. So uh, how are you feeling right now after this? I got a feeling, you, I, I, without knowing, I think you're a little nervous right now. You got to feel a little unnerved, right? Because anytime you you use the Undertaker uh, reference, I'll stay in wrestling, right? Ric Flair always to be the man. You got to beat the man, and you really got to finish the job, right? Three zero. Nobody's laying down. It's kind of like when we were watching your Miami Heat, and knowing they weren't going to go down easy until well that final game when they had nothing left in the tank. That was in a video game mode. The power bar was teetering at zero. When you started, it's like, oh, man, that's the last life I have done. Uh, and right now for the Rays, if, you, if you've got to keep waiting for the rookie to hit, you know, with, come up with a big hit, uh, you're in trouble, right? Not that any, the, any of these guys are, are household names and, well, that, the series ain't going to change it. But it, it's just the curiosity of giving them another life. Right, all the horror movie analogies, everything you want to do, it's it's a strong lineup, and even without Verlander, still a, a good pitching staff. And with the Rays, we you know we go through the lineup before we we got into all this. It was more the gut and just the organizational, you know, the whole of the parts versus picking being able to pick out any of the individuals, right? Because none of them really were world beating. You know, when we do these, oh, look, they're still standing and they have an MVP candidate. No, they don't. They have a playoffs MVP candidate, but not not a guy from the regular season. It was everybody just hit situationally and they played good defense. Unfortunately, if when the guy hits the ball 480 feet, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't really you can't you can only play defense so far. Yeah, unless, unless you're plastic, man. <laughs> or insert, you know, or your Iron Man, like the dude flying around LAX yesterday. I mean, you got to listen to the whole show. Uh, y- you got no chance. So it's all about if you leave the, it to those kind of thin margins against this squad, you, you've that'll be your undoing. And that's where we're at once again. So uh, series extends, which is good. I, I love free baseball. There's no question about it. Uh, but when you pick a team, like I picked my Rays. You also want to see them finish the job. 
Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, tack on another run for the Braves. Uh, Riley with a base hit to center, scores Dansby Swanson. Six to one, Braves now lead the Dodgers. They have erupted in the bottom of the sixth inning for five runs. They are still batting. Runner at first, one out. Uh, Gratterall did not have it tonight, so he is out. Now Gonzalez in, the third pitcher of the inning for the Dodgers. But ju- just when, when you view the Dodgers that way, when your best player is an every other game guy, just think about that. How, how much are you really expected to win in the playoffs when in baseball, it's not like you can just play a couple of rounds. You know, you got to get through the NLDS, the NLCS, the World Series. You got to get through all of these series. And when your best player who you're counting on for a W once a series is going to give you an L, that is enough to flip the series into another team's win column. And and that's really what's happened for the Dodgers to ask why do they want to it, it it's oversimplifying it, but it really does put a, a bow over because Kershaw's been the only guy for for this entire run of excellence. You know, Bellinger came in halfway through. Justin Turner came in, you know, a third of the way through. Uh, guys like Max Muncie are the last couple of years. You know, Walker Bueller's just the last three or four. You know, so this is kind of this is kind of where it is. He's the one guy, and he happened to be the best pitcher in baseball. And this is when you view the Dodgers that way, things make a little bit more sense. Yeah, uh, I, you gotta gotta score runs. Bottom line, yeah. oh you, no, no, you no, put no, up no, one Do- run. Listen, uh, that, that, like- that's also a big deal. The Dodgers, when you get to October, suddenly there it's it's what what happened? Pucker. Why why are we not scoring runs? Why is Bellinger hitting 150. Why? Why are all these things going on? No, it, that that is a bit. That that is a big thing. But it, for tonight, this was all the pressure in the world on Kershaw, and here he is with with just an, an average at best start. I mean, because he pitched really well until we get to the sixth inning, sure. and then he falls apart. Now here the Braves are, and they're up six one, and they're still batting with runners on base. Uh, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Mike on Twitter at Swollen Rays at Swollen Dome on Twitter. Uh, I'm at How About a Fresca. I'm the guy that, that puts the stuff. Remember, I picked the Astros and the Braves to go to the World Series before the season starts. I should put that on. I should make that a pinned tweet. I think I should put that on. I, I think you just be careful. Eventually, someone's going to meet you at a parking lot and say, <laughs> "Stop it." <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? 
Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And Atlanta is still batting in the bottom of the sixth inning. Make it a 7-1 lead over the Dodgers. They still have runners at first and second with two outs. Uh, this has turned into a from a nail-biter into a Braves laugher. Uh, and right now they are three innings away from a stranglehold on this series going up three games to one. We'll keep you posted on that. But, of course, big news in the National Football League. Le'Veon Bell is a chief and bigger news we are now admittedly going to have a guest on with us who is at least one glass of wine into the night now normally that's mike Pereira. <laughs> nor that's Pereira, and it's more than one glass of wine but after debuting one glass with glazer jay glazer joins us now what's happening man how are you oh i'm doing good i only had the one glass that was it which is uh which is pretty good for me okay it was good what you guys think i mean i don't know if you guys heard it but i got in a wine uh, back in the 90s when I was trying to make my way, and, you know, it took me like, man, the first 10 years of my career, I was making like nine grand a year. And that's why I got so close to Strahan, because I was broke and I couldn't afford bus fare and, and subway fare both ways from New, from New York City to Giant Stadium and back. So he drove me back in the city every single day for like seven years. So I owned like, I don't know, 26 grand in Lincoln Tunnel fare. Um, but I was also, <laughs> I was trying to like, 
come up with other businesses and other ways to, you know, make money while I was trying to get paid to be a, a, a newspaper reporter. And a buddy of mine got us to uh, like a connection with the South African wine. And we ended up opening and owning a South African wine company uh, back in the 90s. And I would do these wine. T- I learned how to drink wine. Uh, I became a cork dork. And I would like go on New York One TV Friday, you know, Friday evening. Saturday, I'd be in like stores trying to hawk wine and sell wine. And people like, why do they buy our, buy our our $8 bottle South African wines. So I'm like, this is perfect. So I became a big cork dork. I know a lot about wine. I know a lot about food and fighting and football and faith and, uh, you know, everything else. I'm like, yeah, why not just Instagram live and be like a real millennial like everybody else, right? I can, like, I have no idea how to do this stuff. So it was my first time. I Instagram live. I feel like a grown-up. Oh, no, I feel like a millennial. And uh, I think it went pretty well. It's pretty cool. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, you're, this is, you're one of the first people I've ever seen do an Instagram live, one of these, that's not sitting and saying, okay, I got to make sure I'm in my library and I have a lot of books in back of me. No, you're outside, it's a nice day, and you're hanging out, and it's, yeah. it, it looks like a great atmosphere. It's a wine-drinking atmosphere. And I was drinking a little, and I was drinking a little, you know, every, every week I'm going to have a, a glass of something. I had a little Camus Red Zin, which I love Camus, the owner's a good friend of mine. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know they've been struggling up there in Napa. It's been a rough time for them, but I wanted to give them a little love. Yeah, the uh, free wine will start showing up at the doorstep, too, featuring that Damn bottle. right. That's <laughs> a good listen, move, the, Jay. The best, wine, the best tasting wine is free. If it's uh, free, give me free. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody yeah, I'm, no, I'm no idiot. I know how this works. Uh-huh. Well played. Dummy. <laughs> so what was the best question you got that made you kind of chuckle? Um... The best question was my favorite Bradshaw story. And my okay. favorite Terry Bradshaw story was I brought uh, – Demi Lovato came into studio to hang with me one day because you guys know I, I've trained Demi right for a while in, in, in mixed martial arts and it helped her with, the, with sobriety and, and using MMA to do that. And uh, Demi came in one day and we told Terry that – I was like, hey, TB, this is uh, Demi. She's one of our fighters. And he's like, oh, what's your record? And she's like, you know, 10 and 2. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Well, wait, you fight at, and we're like, "Hey, TB, you can't ask something like that." She, he's like, "She's a fight." Well, he keeps having this conversation with her, and we realize probably about ten minutes in, he really thinks she's a fighter. He doesn't realize it's Demi Lovato, and then somehow music gets brought up, and Terry Bradshaw starts telling Demi Lovato all about his music career and his singing career, and he's just going on and on and on, and and we're like, I finally was like, you know, TB, she's performing this this week. And he's like, oh, really? Where? She's like, the Grammys. He's like, oh, you're going to watch the Grammys? She's like, no, I'm, I'm on it. And he's like, huh? Uh, huh? Like, you're like, TB, it's Demi Lovato. He's like, I know. She's a fighter. We're like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst who's on first routine in the history of life. And he just, just went past him. It was he's never, never going to trust you again. He is never going to trust you. Fantastic. Yeah, but we're you got him like, to tell you how handsome you were on camera. The whole studio's looking at him, though, like she's sitting up there at the desk with us and just hanging out in between, you know, we're watching games. And this conversation's going, and he's literally telling Demi all that he's done in music. And, you know, he's, he's done this, and, you know, he's, like, trying to teach her about music. And we're looking at him going, he has no idea who she is. <laughs> he really thinks she's a fighter. And she was like, oh, my God, what do I do? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't I just go with it. Play along, exactly. She was, great. she was a great sport. She was a great sport. <laughs> By the way, that's happened at Demi twice now, hanging out with me. We were filming Ballers in Unbreakable, and she, we, we were starting at, like, 
10 a.m. and she was coming in to do jujitsu. We had her come in. We told him, I told the executive producer Steve Levinson, hey, I got Demi coming in at like nine to do a quick jujitsu something, and then she's gonna be out of here by by 10. Well, he's like, yeah, no, no promise, Demi Lovato. Well, she's in the cage. She's doing some jujitsu, and all of a sudden, one of the wardrobe girls comes over and says, hey, put a hair tie in. And she's like, excuse me. He's like, put a hair tie in. And she thought Demi was an extra. <laughs> and, and ordered her to put a hair tie in. And, the, and Demi kind of just takes it and, okay, and she puts the hair tie in. And you see the girl walk back over to the other wardrobe girls. are like, what are you doing? It's Demi Lovato. And you see the poor girl just put her hands in her face like, oh, my God, what did I just do? And Demi's like, all right, I'll put the hair tie in. I'm sorry. Like, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Every time I hang out with Glazer, nobody knows who I am. I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not good for her ego. <laughs> oh, so you could check out all of this, Jay. It's uh, hashtag one glass with Glazer, and it's doing it once a week. You can see some of the highlights on Twitter, on Jay's Twitter page, on Instagram, at Jay Glazer. Uh, he's with us now here on Fox. All right, Jay, so without, I'm sure you got to talk a lot about Le'Veon Bell going to the Kansas City Chiefs. He had a couple of other teams he was interested in. What's your reaction now with the Chiefs one year after everything is settled now with him? And that, this is what Andy Reid does so well. Last year was Terrell Suggs. And I remember Andy calling me. I was in Hawaii at a USO tour for Bellator and calling me saying, hey, I know you're good friends with Suggs. Can you just tell Suggs? Because Suggs at the time was only trying to play for Baltimore. He said, can you just keep, like, we're going to claim him. Can you tell him, can you tell him, like, how it is to play for me? Can you tell him how much he's going to like it here? And, you know, Suggs and I, I've known Suggs. I think his rookie year we were training at uh, Athletes Performance Institute together in Arizona, we became friends then and trained for a couple of years. And then we did ballers together. So I hit up Suggs and I'm like, dude, you're going to love this guy. He is like everybody's favorite uncle. You just don't want to disappoint. And that's what Andy does. He'll, he'll get these guys and he has so much empathy for them and he understands them. And he, you just, he has this thing about him. You just don't want to let him down. So he, they already had a crowd. They have a crowd of backfield. And I'm not surprised he's done it because he'll figure out a way. And, and you know, as the season goes on, you know, Edwards Hilaire is going to, you know, a lot of times rookies, right, they'll hit their rookie wall. Well, now you could preserve him a lot more, put Le'Veon in there, and there's so much more Le'Veon can do because he's such a good receiver. It's just another weapon for that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes could use. Split them out wide and have some fun. Well, obviously the Jets couldn't find any takers for a trade, hence the release. So uh, as we get closer By, by, to by the, the way, yeah. I want to go back to this. By the way, by the way. Yeah. Let's go back now again. It's time to give Mike Tomlin like a – I don't know, a Nobel Peace Prize or something, because he, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, with the Steelers, man, there's just he, none of this, right? None of this. No. None of this. None of this. Davis Bryant, keep going. Uh. Davis, it's unreal. I mean, it, it's, it's um, <laughs> he does not get enough credit for keeping that place, man, as one unit when there is obviously um, – you know, if, if there's 53 guys on the team, man, there's probably about 94 personalities in those 53 guys. And Mike does such a good job keeping them together. And now he's got another superstar wide receiver, so the riches continue uh, with the emergence of Claypool. But uh, with, with the trade deadline coming, does the specter of COVID change how teams operate in terms of depth, or do, do we still see uh, a bunch of activity here in the next two, three weeks? You know what? I, I can't answer the question only because we've never lived in these times. So far, every time I've talked to teams about 
trading, they're like, nah, none of us are really bothering. We're not even bothered. It's just too much to go through. There's too many hurdles to go through. And that's what I've heard so far for the most part from all the GMs I've talked to. That's now. But let's see what happens, you know, as the trade deadline comes near, if they just say, oh, man, we gotta, we got to do something right now. We have to. We're starting to separate from, from the pack a little bit. We can. Um, but, yes, to this point, you know, usually start of the season, you got teams talking a lot more. They just – They've just not bothered because they don't want to go through all those hoops. You know, the thing is, Jay, with the trade deadline coming up and seeing all that, you know, we could happen, obviously dealing with COVID, as you said, it's a situation we've never seen. And now with every couple of days that go by, the league is is changing games. They're changing the schedule on the fly. Mm -hmm. How frustrated are are the players, are the teams that that this is the plan the NFL had? And now instead of having something, it's, well, we're just going to move this and you're playing this team here and this game goes from Thursday to Tuesday and Tuesday to Sunday? The players don't seem to be they, – they kind of they, – they realize it going in. Uh, I think coaches more than players because coaches are so rigid and superstitious and, man, they need so much structure that they've set. It's really gotten them more. And a lot of coaches are like, hey, we just got to deal with them. That's it. And other coaches, it, it's, it's killing them to not, you know, have so much structure. And, you know, but the players, they've just kind of been more like, is what it is. Like, we knew about it going in. You can follow him on Twitter at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer every week. The one glass with Glazer there. You can you get a glass of wine. You, you get go. football questions. And maybe you'll start getting some really good Michael Strahan questions as the time goes on. I'm thinking <laughs> that might happen no, at some point. No, I want point. to broker that conversation, though, Jay, <laughs> as we went back okay, and forth on it. Twitter there. <laughs> See you, buddy. Have a good one. Congrats on the new gig. Thanks. See you guys. See you, Jay. Uh, there goes Jay Glazer. And, you know, I like that, that people, you know, Jay's a- answering all these questions and, and people are, are, are taking uh, screen grabs or, they're, you know, bits of his answers and they're reposting them on, on social media. And I've seen a few of them that all have the one same thing in common with it, no matter what he's answering. Uh, NSFW. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what is Jay saying? Because everyone is NSFW, NSFW, NSFW. I'm like, all right, well, maybe Jay's getting a little uh, loose tongued at the. Well, I mean, it's, it's, look, he's not on radio with us. I mean, and look, we've had our, our discussions because, I mean, Jay's family, which means every once in a while we get a little loose in the storytelling, depending on uh, time of entry. Maybe forgets the radio part of it. Yeah, and that's, could happen. And that's cool, right? I yep. mean, look, he comes in once, twice a year and sits with us, and we, we swap stories. And while well, we keep talking when we're uh, in a commercial, mm-hmm. well, then the red light comes back on. And, well, sometimes, well, one of the three of us, either Jay or you or me, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 no, back. We're, we're back on air as Tyshirt's, you know, banging the glass and telling us to be smart. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. 
a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. Psh. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Dodgers threatening 7-1, but bases loaded, one out, top of the seventh. So don't put this one in the win column for the Braves just yet. Again, Dodgers threatening, bases loaded with one out. Uh, now, Mike, before we get to the NBA, I, I think I may have to stop vacationing in Detroit. Because uh -oh. I just had to pull a cybercrime, like, who are you, you know, CSI thing, because my Twitter account was just hacked somewhere from Detroit, it said. Is that been, right? There's been a login to your account somewhere in Detroit. So I'm like, my wife said, you got to change your password right away. I'm like, well, what if it's somebody just getting on a computer from your family? And I was, I just change your password. So I'm changing my password really bad. And oh, is that what got you all confused and flustered a bit? 
Better go. And I was sitting here going, okay, I'll change it, I'll change it. I felt like I was on like one of those TV shows where I'm like, ah, we'll see what happens now. Like Suddenly I'm the big computer expert. Uh, see what they do here. See if they like the fog that comes in right now. Uh, let's see. Like I'm in Hunger Games. I'm going, oh, here come the tracker jackers. Yeah, we're going to get that coming in. Uh, I felt like I was like a real cybercrime guy. And I go, ah, And all I did was really just change my password on Twitter. That's what I, that's I dig what that. I did. <laughs> Look at that. You, you, it, it's a big move, right? It, yeah. You were able to now – you're all good? You figured it out? Because otherwise the hot takes are going to be attributed to somebody else. You're not going to get credit for all these picks you keep making. No, I'm good. I, it, it, like it just happened. Like it told me right away. It said someone just logged on to your Twitter account from Detroit. And I go, okay, what is Jim Leland trying to do? All right, let me figure it out. And now I was able to do it and, and change the password. I mean, it wasn't quite like that, but I, I did it you know, rather quickly. So now I think I have stopped that. I'm hoping nobody tweets anything out. Let's see. Jets suck. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Kershaw, <laughs> Dodgers. Yeah, no, I think I'm pretty good so far. Sounds I think I'm good. good. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. So, uh, if you need help tonight, I can help you solve your cyber crimes as well. So, this is the kind of where oh, we're at you're, with you're the show right now. You're now full service here. Yes. Wow. Sports talk, opinions, fun, entertainment, and I can help you with your cybersecurity. So, that, that's kind of where we're at now. A couple of new things. Well, look, it's, it's a new thing for the show. Not many shows can do that, can offer cybersecurity like we can. No, that's good. That, you know, year-long subscriptions. I'll give you the hotline number, too. <laughs> Uh, so while we are fighting cyber crimes, we're also talking sports. And there's a couple of big NBA stories today that potentially mean a shaking loose of a superstar or two. Now, Daryl Morey resigns uh, from his post of running the Rockets. He's been there for a long time. Obviously, he was under fire with his China comments from earlier this season. And now the Houston Rockets seem to be breaking up. Mike D'Antoni is gone. Now Daryl Morey resigns. And we also watched Teron Liu become the new head coach of the L.A. Clippers. Now, we'll deal with Daryl Morey first, because now that Morey's gone, clearly it looks like the Rockets could be headed towards some kind of breakup and maybe something new is coming. And already, after this happened, there were reports that the Knicks have said, we are ready to take on big salaries, <laughs> yep. and Russell Westbrook is one of those guys. Many NBA insiders saying, hey, the Knicks have said, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, these are guys we're going to get. And before you sit back and go, oh, my God, well, look, if you're an NBA team trying to build a contending team for a title, Russell Westbrook's not your guy. If you're the Knicks and anybody showing up with a pulse that's got talent can help you win games, hey, Russell Westbrook is your guy. No, that's good. I've said it from a long time. The Knicks need they, – they can't just say we're going to build with youth and we're going to build – and that's what we're going to do. We, we, they can't do it that way because it's too hard to do that in the NBA. They're not getting the free agents to decide to come when they want to come. So anybody that potentially could be an answer – you have to look at them. You have to. You got. If you can get Russell Westbrook, you have to go out and get him because you have to show that New York is an okay place for a star to come play in. Whether whether it's it's Westbrook or Chris Paul or somebody else, players that have friends, players that have respect, or just the fact that hey, this star player is going here. Maybe New York is not that bad because right now nobody's going because everybody thinks it's terrible. All right, we can't go play there. The Knicks are a joke, and who knows what they're they're probably going to draft Lamelo Ball. They're insane. I can't go there. But you need to have people there so they can say, guys, I'm here. 
It's okay. The, the, the earth is, the earth is, is the, you know, everything is good. I'm, I'm walking on grass. You know, there's, there's everything else. I'm getting paid. My, you know, I, I'm able to find a place to live. I don't have to worry about my paycheck not coming. It's okay. You can come here. It's about the basketball. The basketball is good. And this is kind of grassroots, but it's what you have to do when you are this bad and your reputation is this bad. You know, a guy like Russell Westbrook, most teams are go, oh, man, come on. Man, I can't do that again. The Knicks will be like, yes, please come. You'd be the greatest player we've had in years. Please just come do it. So there's a difference. Difference there. Westbrook to most teams, eh. Westbrook to the Knicks, yes, yes, yes. I'm in on it. I'm in. I'm even in on Chris Paul, and I can't stand Chris Paul because I think he's done, and he just so happened to have a decent year this year. He's 35. He's going to show up and do nothing, but it doesn't matter because he's got a lot of friends, and him being there would show everybody it's okay to come to the Knicks, so I'm on board for Chris Paul, too. It at least stops the bleeding, right? That you get a name. Maybe they're a diminished name. Maybe they've got flaws, right? Let's go through all the postseasons for both players and you can go through uh, line item by line item and have your problems. But what, what are you at now? What are you selling to prospective free agents other than here's a pile of money that they could get anywhere else? Oh, and it's cheaper to live anywhere else uh, except maybe here where we are in Southern California than New York City and the new surrounding area, right? It's it's got to be a huge sell because even though you changed out some of the principal players in the front office, still James Dolan at the top. So you, you know the, the rationality uh, and the flow uh, in the front offices, he's still going to have every once in a while his whim to pick up the phone and decide he wants something changed. So you've got to find the person with the right temperament to want to go take on New York City with Russell. When you add in his side businesses, maybe that's a selling point. Here, here's some billboard space we can give you for your clothing brands or whatever. But you got to get back to stability if you want to build, right? And, and you just got to stop being the punchline year after year next to the Jets. <laughs> I knew you were going to throw the Jets in there. Twitter it out. Just because you're right. The Jets have to show it's okay for people to come here. Otherwise, Trevor Lawrence is going to say, no, don't draft me or I'm going back to Clemson. Right. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm, I'm coming back. You're ready for me, Dabo? We're doing one more year. Me and you, man. We're teaming up. Uh, Twitter it. How about a fresca? Mike, it's swollen dome. What to expect from Le'Veon Bell, Kansas City Chief. Coming up next, Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? 
Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.